it's a, I don't even remember how to do this anymore. To be, We've been gone a while. I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad. We were weekly, then we were bi-weekly, and now I feel like we're ad hoc because, you know, we don't do this full time. Like, I hard wish, to get. But no. I wish, too. But hey, Abby and Rebecca, spooky succubus cast, anti-racist, anti-capitalist, intersectional feminist podcast about horror movies. And we were going to do like a really intense, like beautiful Mexican horror movie. And then we just texted each other and I was like, I can't watch anything that has like an actual plot to follow. And Rebecca was like, me neither. So we're covering scary movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which is honestly like a way better movie than I, sorry, hit the table than I thought. Like then I It's remember. a good movie. Like there are a couple jokes that I was like, ew. But overall, it was pretty good, pretty smart, and honestly still like pretty like smart and cutting social commentary, even for 2023. Yeah. I was like a Wayne's brothers girl. Like I we watch that show all the time. I love that show. And I had such a crush. I told you this on Sean. Still kind of do. Like Sean's hot. You know, Goatee that was, and all, but that was a funny joke they made, and it was towards the end where it was like we didn't even oh, get yeah. a season or a series finale or whatever. Like it was a good show. <laughs> it was a good show. I love that show. Yeah, I might go. And, I used to watch yeah, it when like, I was a kid. Yeah, and the yeah the in like the intro song like lives rent free in my head right now. Mm, and it, it was like and a very nineties yeah. animation. Yeah. So good. We're brothers. Yeah. Uh, but so like, and even despite that, I didn't really get into this movie. It was like kind of past that time. But then they used to play it on TV all the time. Like this one and the second one more than it. Anyway. I remember the second one better because of the butler with, the hand. with a little hand, the Shit's Creek guy. Yeah. Um, but I have seen this one at a sleepover back in the year 2000 when it first came out. And the only scene I remembered really well was when Bobby, like, come volcanoes, sitting into the ceiling. Yeah. I was like, well, that's burning my brain. But, Um, yes, so directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans, who's, like, one of the elder Wayans brothers. Um, And you also might know him from White Chicks. And if you're Rebecca or Audrey, randomly two of my, like, best friends that are like both obsessed with white chicks for no reason <laughs> like um, so straight yeah, not again, no reason like, it's a good movie <laughs> i yeah like that movie scratches an itch in my brain that like and i've seen it so many times as just like a comfort to me at this point but yeah i w- i mean yeah starring the same people that are in this basically like nine of the same people are in that movie too yes Written also by Marlon and Sean. And I just have to say, I think like Anna Ferris is one of the best comedic actors of our timeline. She's so fucking funny. And this was her first acting job. Did you know that? Yeah. And she like didn't want her hair black either. She was like confused about the whole. It doesn't look great on her, but she had to be Jennifer Love Hewitt. (laughs) Yeah. Slash Nev Campbell. Uh, so yeah, I guess she was like about to go to grad school or something. And Keenan Ivory Wayans just was like, she's so like earnest and funny that she was like perfect. It's like true. It's just like 
very unserious, but also extremely clever and funny. And like, it's the same reason she works as the house bunny, which is just like this element of unadulterated like joy, you know? (laughs) And yeah, there's like a humbleness and yeah, like an earnestness to, to her. But I like really hope she's not problematic because I love her so much, but. Well, I think anything problematic she does is likely going to be overshadowed by her like douchebag ex-husband who keeps saying like ableist shit about his child so that's Um, cool this is an anti-chris pratt podcast like fuck uh, fuck that guy guy. it's actually really sad because he was i I mean i'm not like the biggest parks direct fan because it's like very internalized capitalism and like you should work until you die but some of he like ad-libbed or improv some of the funniest lines on that show and he just was like that was just a great chris pratt era and now you know he started going to hillsong we're just talking about hillsong right gross it's celebrity church and his brother is like in an in a white supremacist cult too yeah not ideal so this movie is mainly a mashup of scream and i know what you did last summer and it's like kind of weird how well the plots end up like randomly overlapping. I was like, this works. They're I basically the same. They're the same. Like- <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take a large sip of ice cafe and then I'll begin Do to read. There's also like nine I didn't even look up all the writers. Like I was like, okay, Sean and Sean and There is quite a few like, heavy hitters, it. yeah. Yeah. So it's your turn to read. I, I know. I know. <laughs> There's like, basically what I did was like, I wrote the plot down. And then if there was like a really funny joke, I noticed I just put it in italics. So I wouldn't forget it. So we open it on Carmen Electra as Drew Decker. Uh, she is named after Drew Barrymore. So she's, I think it's like Casey, right? And she does the whole like opening of Scream scene. She gets the phone call and they chat. Um, and the punchline is basically that she's a Playboy centerfold. So he's like, I ghost faces in the yard looking at a Playboy with Drew in it. And he's like, I want to look inside of you. And then she says, turn to page like 35 or whatever. Funny. Right. Yeah. It's a funny joke. She says her boyfriend will be there any minute. And they do a Prince Dennis Rodman joke. That's also pretty funny. (laughs) You didn't like like it. I didn't love it. It's like. All black men have to be like masculine, or they're like a joke, like Dennis Rodman. I, who I'm sure I don't. Know, I don't think it. That was the read on Dennis Rodman, though. Like I always thought he was pretty like masculine, and he just like like I don't ever feel like the dresses and dyed his hair and wore earrings. Yeah, but the yeah, reason it probably them. worked for him is because he was really tall and obviously like a professional sports player. As opposed to Prince, who is, like, really diminutive and, like, often kind of, like, criticized for his femininity. Well, they're both, like, you know, kind of more femme, but one is little and one is tall. Yeah, and I think it, like, people accepted Dennis Rodman in a different way because he was a big man. Um. I don't know what if you don't know I don't know I would I would I like wasn't I was a child so I don't really remember that I remember him wearing I no but remember he put a wedding dress on and I think he like married himself that was pretty funny 
Yeah. What if somebody is listening right now and they're like, I don't know who Dennis Rodman is because they're young. Oh, God. I always imagine that young people listen to this. (laughs) That there's like just lining up Gen Zers. Gen Zers are lining up. So she's popping the like pop jiffy pop on the stove it just keeps that, getting bigger that, that <laughs> is my favorite joke i love that i laughed out loud so uh, Ghostface makes it inside and there's like a table with knives <laughs> all over it and a banana and then drew grabs the banana to defend herself uh she's running through the yard and Ghostface like tears her clothes off but she and like once she's down to her brown panties, she does a sexy run through the sprinkler, also which also funny. made me laugh. And then he stabs her in the boob and dislodges one of her implants. She sees her dad's car coming up the driveway and she tries to flag him down, but he is getting a blowjob from her mom and hits her and runs her over. And I was like, good for them for keeping it spicy. Yeah, they're still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still in love. We cut to Anna Ferris playing Cindy, who is hanging out in her room. Her boyfriend, Bobby, sneaks in. And fun fact, Bobby's last name in the movie is Prince, after Freddie Prince Jr., who he's like the counterpart of in From I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, Cindy's dad knocks on the door. He's leaving town for a couple days to deal with some problems with his cartel. Uh, and they do like <laughs> a funny like scene is like father daughter kind of like what are the rules when I'm out of town but he is a drug dealer so it's really funny um Bobby and Cindy smooch and but she's wearing a chastity electric fence so they can't go further and she they've been dating for a while but Cindy won't put out you know Good the next her. day <laughs> The next day at school, Cindy's hanging out with her friend Brenda, played by Regina Hall. Uh, Brenda's brother, Shorty. She's so funny. I like, I love Anna Ferris, but like Regina Hall's Brenda carried this movie. And the next movie and the one you like. The scene in the movie theater is really funny. Uh, Her brother, Shorty, the stoner guy, played by Marlon Wayans. And Cindy's friend, Buffy. And Buffy's a slutty slut that everyone hates because she's slutty. Um, and then there's a joke by where Shannon Elizabeth, yes, not second appearance, late nineties, early two thousands queen. Yeah, Maybe. she's not getting raped by a snowman this time. So, oh shit, who or, got, or, was she in Jack Frost though? Who got sexually assaulted by the snowman in that movie? Was she in Jack Frost? I feel I like it was her. But I was talking about thirteen. Thirteen ghosts. ghosts. Yeah, hold on. Jack Frost. We can't. We have to Google everything. Mid, I know. Well, because like you bring up, yeah, she was the one in Jack Frost too. Oh yeah. Okay. So third appearance on the on the cast. First wow. appearance where she isn't being sexually assaulted, which is great. Progress. Always gonna. So there's a r- funny joke where Buffy is talking about how much she cares about like people and what a humanitarian she is. And what an unhoused guy walks up to her and asks for money, and she's like, "Ew, fuck you!" And then, um, <laughs> and then I liked this part, which is that um, Cindy tries to give him it. She's like, "Are you hungry? Let me give you a sandwich." And he's like, "No, fuck you! I asked for money." <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, and then too. he throws it at her because <laughs> yeah. it's like all we do is like infantilize or like demonize unhoused people and assume like you don't don't assume you know what someone needs you know so i thought that was pretty clever 
Um, Gail Hailstorm, played by Sherry O'Terry, is reporting live from campus about uh, Drew's murder. Shorty is being interviewed about the incident, but he's a stoner, so it's not productive. Oh, it's pretty funny, yeah. Run! <laughs> Bobby is late for school. Um, he has to go um, from his Airstream trailer that's parked on campus to the school, which is like a few feet away. That was pretty funny, too. Um, Cindy asks <laughs> Cindy asks if the guy, they think it's weird that True got killed exactly one year after they killed a guy. <laughs> Greg, who is like the, who is the guy, was, who's the like male white rage actor in I Know What You Did Last Ryan Summer? Ryan Phillippe. Yes, he's Ryan Phillippe. With um, the dog tags and the, <laughs> and the white tank yeah. top and it's perfect. And then they flash back to the incident um, where they're driving and everybody is like fucking in the backseat and Bobby's feeling left out because Cindy won't sleep with him. And then a chain reaction occurs where Greg has his head out of the sunroof and gets stuck because he's hitting it on like a bunch of tree branches. And then he ends up with a beehive on his head. And because he can't see what's going on, he accidentally pushes Cindy onto Bobby's dick. So she's giving him like an accidental blowjob while Greg has a beehive on his head. And then Bobby gets distracted and they hit someone. So they get out of the car and do the whole like, should we call the police thing? So funny. It's so funny. the guy <laughs> when the guy stands up and he's like he's like I'm actually fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah so the guy gets up he's like okay i'm gonna go like you guys don't have to do this i i'm fine but then greg like rage tosses a bottle of liquor and it knocks him out so then when they turn around he's knocked out uh they stick him in the trunk and then shorty drives up really fucked up meanwhile greg further injures the guy by like bashing the trunk down on his head so they strip the guy down and dump him at the docks and then Greg swears them to silence and like he gets like slightly violent with Cindy like Ryan Phillippe is like physically intimidates Jennifer Love Hewitt except he like actually <laughs> strangles her strangles and she's her. like oh <laughs> this movie really made me laugh it's, like yeah it's not like I don't love that but it's true like in the movie he does like he's like really intense her. yeah yeah Back in the present, uh, Gail is looking for answers and approaches Special Officer Doofy, who is this movie's answer to um, Dwight. Dwight. A.K.A. Dwight Riley. Played by, yeah, that's his real name is Dwight. Dewey Riley. Dewey Riley, played by an Arquette. David. David Arquette. (laughs) So, I don't know. We have to talk about this because, like, it's kind of ableist, but, but it's it, also kind of like anti cop. At anti-cop. the same time, yeah. Well, that, but it's also like, I mean, spoiler alert. In the end, Doofy isn't actually a person with neurodivergence. He's using society's prejudice against them and like using that to perpetuate his crime. So like, it's hard to there. It's, he's not an actual neuro neurodivergent person. Everyone just is like is like oh ignoring him and and like counting him out because they perceive him as that because he's acting a certain way yes so gail i don't know what to do with it gail uh is you know getting cozy with doofy to get some answers about the case 
Um, in class, Cindy sees Ghostface lurking outside the window. Ghostface does have a fisherman hook, like, and I know what you did last summer. So a true mashup. Mm-hmm. And a note appears on her desk that says they know what she did last Halloween. Uh, Cindy gets called to the principal's office where a cop is waiting to talk to her about Drew. Um, elsewhere, there's football practice going Principal on. Squig- Squigman. Squigman. Sorry, I love because in Scream, the principal, um, Hembry is played by uh Henry Winkler, who was right. The Fonzie, so they, I mean, it's like all of it's playing up here at all times of the day, but so they pulled another 50 or like what do you call old sitcom character. Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. I thought it was just like such a cute, fun little. That is and I cute. Loved... Yeah, I used to like Laverne and Shirley. I used I to watch Laverne it on Nick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know. Figure out where I am. Oh, so uh, Greg is like, I'm gonna stay behind because I need to like punch something um and he gets upset when he returns from like working out because someone has planted a tiny penis polaroid a polaroid of his little baby dick uh in his locker mm-hmm. so greg like runs out to the little fountain where they all hang out and um greg confronts ray about the tiny penis shot and everybody laughs and then cindy says she got a note too and greg is like no and like beats the shit out of her and says we can never tell anyone about this um then we cut to the beauty pageant uh buffy is miss fellatio which i thought was pretty funny too um Mm -hmm. buffy's talent is doing a dramatic reading so nobody knows that in the rafter she's seeing Ghostface killing greg because they think it's just part of her like dramatic monologue um and then when they all go up after the pageant they can't find the body meanwhile behind them Ghostface is mopping up and like pulling a garbage bag with greg's legs sticking out of it out of the theater hilarious hilarious back at home cindy does takes a bath and gets a phone call from the killer uh, he says he's in the house and when she go down goes downstairs she can see his little feet sticking out from behind the couch um and he has her turn around while he finds another hiding spot and then they do a chase scene cindy calls 911 from her computer which was funny Oh my god, white woman in trouble. Hilarious. Hilarious. Like, <laughs> it so was a good. great joke. Um, Bobby arrives and gives Cindy a hug, but when he hugs her, a lot of like murder supplies fall out of his jacket. So she <laughs> she suspects him. Uh Bobby gets arrested and Buffy picks up Doofy, her brother, and Cindy at the police station. Gail Hailstorm is on the scene. Um, the killer then calls Shorty and he gets all the other stoners on the line and they do a what's up, which <laughs> you really have to be like In a from a specific time to catch that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how important, because we all had to watch the same commercials. It wasn't like specialized ads. Like everyone. And like commercials were a cultural phenomenon that like we oh all participated God. in. Yeah. <laughs> And everyone was saying that to each other all the time. Like, so dumb when you really think it's about like, it. honestly, like slightly painful to listen to. I was like, yeah, feeling a little triggered <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> yeah. 
So back at Buffy's, Doofy reveals that he actually knows about the guy they dumped in the water. Um, And then the killer calls and says they got the wrong guy, a.k.a. Bobby. Uh, the next <laughs> the next day, they all plan to meet at Cindy's house, which turns into a house party. And then Cindy runs into Bobby, who's been released from police custody, and they do the, like, Nev Campbell, um, whatever, Billy, what the fuck is his name? Ski Ulrich scene, where she's like, I'm yeah. sorry, like, my, I'm sorry if my complicated life is getting in your way. And then she does the run away down the hallway, but it's so yeah. <laughs> funny. Yeah hilarious yeah and she like almost runs runs into the pillar it's great perfect and all her limbs are flailing uh they are in a locker room where buffy like suddenly is making fun of cindy for like she's like oh everybody's like you think everybody's out to kill you so cindy gets called into miss man's office i actually don't love this. I think it would have been kind of perfect if they just kept it like, because like the joke is that Miss Man's pretending to be a woman and like her balls fall out of her pants. But I, it would have been funnier. I couldn't tell. It would have been funnier what? if they just kept it as like Miss Man is like pure androgyny and like there's yeah. no, there's never any tell and it just like you don't know and that's. That's like the whole joke, but the balls falling out of the pants was like a little excessive, I thought. I mean, this movie is excessive, but I, but okay, so she says, I'm confused whether or not like they're making, because yeah, it feels transphobic a bit anyway, like the name alone, but then they say that she's, she took, like, she makes a mention of like taking steroids to get a leg up on the competition, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I know, is she, like, did she grow balls or right. like, I don't get, is it, is the joke that she took so many steroids that she grew testicles or that she's like a man, according to the movie? Even I don't know. As a woman, clearly, but like, but I way, felt like the styling on her was actually like perfect because she was like, true the tiny skirt but she was like truly androgynous like her face is feminine but she has facial hair like i thought it was funny enough that it was just like an extremely androgynous nebulous kind of person you know yeah but either way not 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 the best moment not the also best i don't love a ball scene. sack at the best of times you know like it's just not an attractive thing sorry guys <laughs> sorry boys <laughs> Buffy is alone in the locker room and Ghostface arrives, but she doesn't take it seriously. So she does like, oh, am I supposed to be scared? <laughs> and she like Which is kind of like the what uh what fucking oh my god, why can't I think of her name? <laughs> We're like forgetting scary. everything. Uh oh, Rose McGowan, uh, maybe? Rose McGowan, I wanted in the to garage Witherspoon for some Reese reason. Mc- like why? Reese McWitherspoon. Reese McGowan. <laughs> Yeah. What she does, like, sort of sarcastic at first, but, like, turned up to 11. It was pretty Yeah, funny. so she's, like, she gets stabbed, and she's, like, oh, you're gonna try to stab me, and then she, like, falls and breaks her own leg and, like, runs away, still, like, unconcerned, and eventually she gets beheaded, but her beheaded head is still talking about how, like, unserious it is, and she's not scared. It's funny. And then he just puts it in the trash. He's like, fuck it. So, <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're all outside, um the 
kids all meet outside the school. Um, elsewhere, kind of like over to the side of the school, there's a teacher on the roof that is considering like jumping, like suicide. And <laughs> this is really funny. I'm sorry. I'm I know it's bad, but it is a little funny too. You look really yeah. displeased. Again, but, I didn't love this joke. It wasn't But funny. yeah, he's like considering jumping and then Cindy runs out and does the like, what are you waiting for? Jennifer Love Hewitt scene. And he's like, what am I waiting for? And he jumps, which maybe because I've like been pretty close to suicide and I'm so depressed is why I'm just like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but there will right. be a content warning at the top. It's not like, great. So instead of her, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think they survive. Yeah. So So Ray and Brenda decide to go to the movies instead of going to Cindy's party. Uh, Meanwhile, (laughs) Gail is scoping out the like lover's lookout and runs into the like goody two shoes girl, Heather. She's in a car waiting for her boyfriend who's checking out a noise. And (laughs) Gail's like, Do you find it unusual that you're like about to be murdered and that your boyfriend was likely <laughs> murdered so she's like reporting as Ghostface is arriving and murdering heather uh cam kenny gail's cameraman is taken out and then gail like retreats into the woods and does like a blair witch film being seen but like of course yeah an incredible amount of like boogers are coming <laughs> out of her nose and it was it was pretty funny and then you i like, this movie the- legitimately tickled me i was like cackling the whole way through i didn't i don't love like snot so that kind of it was just like gross to me but i did love her like trying to interview ghostface like and he's like well he's like (laughs) (laughs) Um, at the movies ray goes to the bathroom and discovers a glory hole unfortunately he gets impaled through the like head or like from ear to ear by the dick um Ghostface, because Ray is now injured, Ghostface comes in and sits next to Brenda. Um, and Brenda is fulfilling like the black stereotype of like always talking at the movies and yelling at the screen. But the punchline is that she's yelling at the screen as if it's a horror movie, but it's Shakespeare in Love, which was pretty funny. <laughs> it was um, hilarious. Yeah. And Ghostface actually doesn't even end up murdering Brenda. He just is like part of a pylon where all the other patrons of the movie theaters like have just had enough. Um, so they like just like murder her with like random knives. Yeah, they pull like, out of there. It's like a parody of the opening of Scream 2 with Jada Pinkett. And, uh, she walks up in it. front of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then but everyone's like happy that she's dead but hilarious so at the party it's raging um and then a girl goes into the garage to get beer and she does the rose mcgowan scene with way too much fat phobia because she is like trying to get out through the you know little like trap door or whatever but she's she's like fat so she can't get through it and it's like she's fat and she's dead now so didn't love that. I do love she, her, my favorite line, like probably one of my favorite jokes of the movie is she says, but I'm just a day player. I love that. <laughs> like, And it's like, can't that be the joke that like, she's just a random person. She, it's not like that. She's a fat person. Like, I know. And like funny, way funnier joke. It's so, it was like, disappointing because like there's yeah. so much other like class and race consciousness all over the movies. And then like a fat girl has to be like. A punchline 
But the day player joke was really funny. Uh, the the cameraman is also like it's a like a another like fat phobic, and line he's of also jokes. La- Latina, Latino. and that's not like super funny either. Yeah, but they do that. That feels more like a parody because they're doing that because of, of like, like the way that Penny was treated, long in the, suffering like, cameraman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, who also gets murdered. But but this was like to come on. It could have been better. I mean, yeah. That's like people just love to make fun of fat people. They do. Uh, She was also in Never Been Kissed, but I forget her name. Who? The actor, the actor who plays the day player. She is on What We Do in the Shadows. She's the neighbor. And I think she was in. Yeah, she's been all over the place. She is kind of like classic day player. She's always just around on the set. I love a character actor. So uh, Cindy's drunk and she takes Bobby upstairs and they're going to do it. Finally going to do it. Uh, Meanwhile, Shorty and the gang are getting high and Ghostface stops by. Ghostface gets stoned with them. um, And elsewhere, Bobby and Cindy continue to get busy. And then there's the scene where Bobby's jizz stream, like, levitates Cindy onto the ceiling. And again, only thing I remember from the first time I saw this movie. Right. Ghostface is is freestyling with Shorty. And he's, like, so into spitting his rhymes that he just, like, goes off and murders all of Shorty's friends. And Shorty was like... That was sick. Uh, Cindy asks Bobby if he's the math changes. That's like my favorite part. I know it's really like when it's making a very high face. Yeah. Cindy asks Bobby if he's the killer, and Bobby accidentally reveals that Buffy and Greg are dead. And while he's trying to like defend himself, Uh, Ghostface arrives and stabs Bobby. Cindy grabs her dad's gun, and then Shorty arrives and Bobby shoots him. And I was like, it didn't have to go that way. I think Shorty should have made it. Uh, he's okay. He's up. Ray arrives. Bandage. He's he's bandaged up from his glory hole accident. Uh, and it's revealed that Ray and Bobby are doing the murders together. Bobby reveals that he and Ray are in a relationship and that they're both gay. And Ray's like, I'm not gay. But that's like been another running joke that he is a closeted gay man through the whole, but I didn't think any of those jokes were that funny. So I didn't write them down. It's also like very complicated as well, because like that character isn't Ray, isn't the punchline. He's the one like making just the like, jokes. Right. Yes. But and also, also like nobody is like, but nobody's like homophobic about it. Him. It's, Fun of them, it's yeah. just yeah it's just like a fact of the script and a fact of their existence that like oh yeah everybody knows like ray's gay and just like doesn't admit it you know but like right. even the baby even like the baby dick joke it's like no harm no foul kind of like you just like make a joke at someone's expense and then move on and like there's no real like damage done it's just kind of like the i way mean it, it is. is like body shaming you the know, baby dick, like, the baby, but dick the baby dick was on Greg, who's like the most toxic, like nasty, right? But the, and that's like where it's like, which is also like that's 
part of the body shaming is like he's the worst character so he has that's true so which is like just the fact of life you know i just think like like, white guys that are mean should be made to feel bad in any way yeah but people people with certain body types shouldn't be made to feel bad just never their body type is you know so and i don't there's nothing wrong with a baby dick and the and the like the homophobic aspects of it it's just is so complicated because yeah it's like he's it's not like and he's cut gay, and dry it's yeah not like yeah it's not like oh but he's not he's effeminate super he's like them yeah it's he's strong that. and he's it's like so weird a football player also like yeah it's never it's never really like a punchline it's just sort of like smaller quips on the side and then at the end of the movie it's actually really funny because like bobby describes a really emotionally healthy mature relationship outside of the murders and (laughs) he's like bobby ends up kind of being the punchline and ray is just like whatever i'm fine (laughs) um so bobby says they're only murdering her and her father who's like in a closet or something because they want to stage it as if the other serial killer who's also running around did it um bobby wants to make it look like ghostface did it so they're doing like the stabbing scene which is pretty funny the spit so bad ray has so much spit like matthew willard i was like they're going for your boy so much i know uh while they're doing the like trying to stage the murders thing ghostface arrives and stabs ray from behind uh and then at some point Bobby gets killed. I wasn't paying close attention. Sorry, everybody. I remember, yeah. Then um, Cindy and Ghostface fight, and they have like a Matrix uh, scene. But then then Ghostface um, throws out his back, like dodging something. And then Cindy does an air kick, followed by some river dancing, and Ghostface applauds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually, she like whatever pushes Ghostface through a window and thinks he's defeated and she unties her dad uh the cops arrive but Ghostface has disappeared so they take Cindy down to the station because she's like nuts so uh, the sheriff says if there is a killer it would be somebody they all know who knows the victims and knew about the guy they killed and Cindy realizes it's doofy and there's like repeated scenes of her cop dropping her coffee cup like over and over again. And then on the Kaiser bottom of the coffee cup <laughs> on the bottom of the coffee cup it says like doofus industries or something like that. <laughs> so like that's maybe my favorite joke of the whole movie because it's very usual funny. suspects is such like a dude movie, like a white guy i'm yeah look at this movie that i like and that it's like kind of a stupid way to end a movie you know like he got the name from the bottom of a fucking coffee cup like oh my god it's kind of a perfect joke yeah i love it so it turns out doofy is not a doofus he's a cool sexy guy that smokes cigarettes and has a black t-shirt on uh, at the end of the movie, he hops in K- Gail's convertible and they drive away, leaving behind his little backpack that he wore around with the ghost face mask and knife in it. Cindy discovers it and she screams in the street in frustration and agony and is mowed down by a car because she's in the middle of the street. And that's the end of the well, movie. The end. I mean, 
Yeah, it like can be read as problematic, but I think less problematic than movies that are like way less like it's like self-aware enough to like I yeah. understand the jokes that it's making, but um perfect. Love it. I know, and I think yes. like there's a large amount of class consciousness in it, which I really love. Like the gag of Bobby having like 1500 siblings that live in the Airstream trailer that's parked like on school campus is really funny. And like, again, the joke with the unhoused guy. And (laughs) I think it's just generally like pretty smart, pretty funny and like fairly unproblematic. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I don't know. I think like it's refreshing to see like, a different like it's a movie clearly written from a different perspective like yeah like from the movies that we normally even scream you know it was written by a white guy well yeah it's like, like two young like guy and it's like i don't know yeah i just think like it gave the movie a totally different perspective from like even the like shittier parodies that came after this like weren't they don't live up no and i think like it is funny to see like an established like black Hollywood family be like, um, we're just going to take on this really popular thing and show you why it's ridiculous. Like, and hilarious. like yeah. the, like the lens that, you know, other <laughs> like systemically excluded and marginalized groups are seeing this thing through and like, right. Just like widen the perspective in a really smart and thoughtful way. I thought it was really fun and it's fucking funny. Like, the jokes really are funny. smart, but there's also jokes where, like, a gigantic bag of popcorn is just, like, expanding exponentially on a stove, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. Bartleby is awake. And Bartels! Needs something. Um, yeah, I think, like, they're, like, all, like, historically are, like, are... I don't know, like, go-to token horror movies are all written and directed by white guys, and this is, like, written and directed by, like, three black men, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we're the closest to the creative center. And they've always, and like, they- been critical of mainstream media and, like, extremely thoughtful with the comedy they write. What's the matter, Bartles? I think maybe he has to poop. Who doesn't? For Bartles. Um, relax. Um, I, I don't know what else, what else is there to talk about? I thought it was also kind of like a generally sex positive movie too, because like not Buffy's character, not perfect, but like Buffy being a slut isn't like a big deal. It's not like she's ostracized. It's, like, she is kind of a punchline. She does die early, but her death scene isn't, like, rooted in her sexuality. It's, like, rooted in, like, her... Right, she doesn't die naked and... No! And it's, like, she's kind of weirdly has, like, agency over her own, like, final scene because she's the one that's being like, oh, are you gonna do this? Oh, are you gonna do that? And she does eventually get the last word, which I think is kind of funny. The... Like, even the beginning with Carmen Electra, who is, like, the sex symbol of the time, too, is, like, even that, she's, like, her sexiness in the sprinklers is, like, she's owning it, you know? Yeah. It was kind of funny. 
Do we have Bartle's yeah, problems? Yeah, we do. Go on. That room looks really good. Oh, hi, Kyle. She's like, why did you wake me up just now? I'm sleeping. She's such a cute loaf. She is. He's like, normally she lays in the very corner, but he was laying in her spot. But um, he's so dramatic. God, I kicked him out. He's just waiting outside the door. Is it time for his a poop and a food log? He's fine. Um, <laughs> Freeloaders. Yeah, they kind of make me want to watch Animal. The House Bunny again because I just really love that movie. It made me want to watch White Chicks again. I've never actually seen it. <sighs> Let's do it. For all the people in my life I that are it. major White Chicks fans. That has like maybe more... I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, like Terry Crews' character is also like sort of homophobic. Like... It it's sort of homophobic because like he's just like a horny horn dog who will like have sex with anyone, and then like at the end there's like a joke that he like probably had sex with a guy. I don't know. It's like hard, complicated to explain, but like I love a cross dressing movie too. Like I love men in dresses. Love a man in. I do too. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, I don't know. I was distracted by the dog, so I'm like, I was pulled out completely from what we were talking about. But it's like an easy, fun movie that I think, like, got, like, called out for being more problematic than it really is at at all. I think I feel like, like, looking back, yeah, I think it was, like, way smarter and funnier than it was, like, given credit for. But it was, like, a huge cultural touchstone. It still is. Like I just I think it still like, is, yeah. The ghost face like high high mask. Hilarious. But what else we got? What else do we have to talk about? I was about? just looking through some of the um trivia and I'll just read out the first uh first Tell trivia me. piece here. Which I don't know if it's trivia as much as just like a descriptor of a frame in the movie. <clears throat> When Ray and Brenda are in the movie theater, the preview screen reads, The following P-view has been ass-proved for immature audiences only. If you can read this, you are too close. Pee-pee, poopy, boogers, farts, butthole. Ew. Rated, <laughs> rated I for immature. We thought it would be funny to put this here. Kiss our asses and take it off pause. <laughs> Aww. Aww. It was meta before everything was meta. Like That's actually like so true. Two fourth wall breaks. One, two. One that like there's when two, Cindy I think. gets hit with the camera and she's like, Oh. And then <laughs> um, And then the the Mar- like the Wayans brothers thing. We yeah, it was a good and show. Then the Wayans brothers. <laughs> I love a fourth wall break, but if you use it too often, it's not funny, but it was like perfectly sparing. And like Cindy's fourth wall break wasn't too much because it was just like, uh, she gets bumped by the camera. Ow. And the way she says, ow, is so funny. so angelic. So charming. Um, Yeah. I might have to Google whether or not Anna Ferris is problematic because I I like, I'm thinking maybe I should listen to her podcast. She has a podcast? Yeah. Is Anna Ferris problematic? (laughs) 
Prob. I can't even spell problem. Okay. Oh, it looks like the most annoying thing is her shitty ex-husband. Yeah, there is a lot of like Chris Pratt sucks. Yeah, imagine fucking fumbling Anna Ferris, loser. Ah. Now he makes like like our culture of celebrity is already distressing to me, but just to think of like where we are like economically and like how many people are suffering and like our wealth distribution. I know. It's like, why do these people get paid so much money to like make a movie? Why? How did we get here? Like, I don't know. Cause it's so this- random. Like it's get, cause it's, it just like conflates celebrity with financials. So like, if somebody knows your face, you deserve to make more money than like yeah. other people. And also I just don't feel like, what you do is any harder than what like a bartender does or yeah. a mechanic like or, <laughs> like or a teacher or you know like yeah it's how also, did we get to like such privatized i have no cert, like i mean i have an that, idea like, people are making millions of dollars to make a movie about superheroes like, are you I know. fucking, are you, are you be fucking for real? I'm so confused. I'm, I'm I think that like, and also like, if you're a celebrity that hasn't come out in support of the WGA strike, like, I hate you. <laughs> like, die. Jimmy Fallon, go, go. Go die. At go least Pete Davidson brought donuts. Life. Yeah. I know. I mean, I really think Pete Davidson is like on a crusade to like show that he's a cool guy, right? Like, I kind of want to watch I'm, that I'm a Peacock show he has. Did I you mean, see? Um, Kanye West has this like new girlfriend who has like exactly oh the same haircut as Pete Davidson. So at I one point, like, name, did yeah. you see? But the people were saying like, oh, he had her put a t-shirt over her head so the pops won't be like. Your girlfriend looks exactly like Pete Davidson, but like she does. Um, I like, I, I want to dislike Pete Davidson because like I, and you know, I have a problem with like, yeah, like our celebrity culture really bothers me. Like I, it bothers me. And hopefully we're like moving away from that. Like with TikTok, we get to, I love drama. I love drama and shit talking and we're like getting to the point where you can just like hear other regular people's stories about like all this crazy shit that happened to them or whatever so like maybe hopefully we're moving past celebrity culture but like the kardashians are just like such a specific example of like they just won't go away and they won't go away and i like are we done like are we done with them now like what are they doing what are we doing still obsessed i do feel like there's like a shift though because you don't get like movie stars the way that we had like movie stars in the 90s and 2000s like I don't feel like anyone is as like huge as Halle Berry or Angelina Jolie or Drew Barrymore were like they were I was was just like that feral you know right the Anna Nicole Smith documentary of like oh yeah I never watched it following her around like you know and like even with like Pamela Anderson and like all like is that really happening now like who is who's gonna pay for photos of someone like who cares like does anybody really care at this point celebrities call the paps so like they can get coverage like nobody's selling the photos anymore and yeah I can't wait to read Pamela Anderson's memoir 
I just added it to right. my Goodreads. Poor it thing. looks good. That poor thing. Um, but yeah, it's just like not the same. Like remember when, especially like celebrity relationships, like you hear about them if you listen to like random pop culture podcasts. But I remember right. like, for example, when Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were dating and it was like so like huge the remember the blood vial yeah, yeah. and then like you know our 2022 version is like machine gun kelly and what's her who's it jennifer's body what the fuck is megan her name fox. megan fox and like people were like it's kind of weird and i don't feel like we care that much <laughs> like it's not but it's then- just not the same at the same time we have like the amber heard of it all is like people like like really going in on this woman who like and like well do you think that's because johnny depp is like a carryover from that 90s 2000s culture in some ways and even like even the fact that i know that pete davidson dated kim carter like bothers me like i don't want to know that i didn't like go i've learned to know that it's just like cultural osmosis like i can't get away from it like i i i have to i had just like know it because i like have a tiktok and an instagram you know i can't claim the same thing because i love to know that like stupid celebrity drama like i listen to this podcast which is also fine who the who weekly have you ever heard of it it's like two cultural writers bobby finger and Lindsay weber i think bobby finger used to work for jezebel but they just like talk about celebrities that like nobody knows who they are. And um, it's just really funny because it's kind of like what you were saying. It's just like quasi famous people that are like angling for something they're never going to get because it just like doesn't exist yeah. in the zeitgeist anymore. And just like their goings on. And it's just kind of like, it's funny. It's also like, yeah, like you would used to have to like go out with a paparazzi if you like there was like suspicions that you were gay like you remember the whole richard gear thing and then like yeah oh my god with women like who cares be gay you're gay be gay like nobody cares anymore also like remember how big of a deal it was when hugh grant like employed a sex worker and now everyone is a sex worker and like (laughs) just nothing creates the same like level of ripple effect anymore which is like, it well, is nice. Which is a good thing, hopefully. It's right? nice to see, it, like, some of the shock value and stuff go away. But, yeah, celebrity culture, especially, like I'm saying, those, like, people getting multi-millions of dollars for single movie roles. And I feel like that – I hope it's going away. I'm over it. As much as I love movies, I'm like, I really don't give a shit who's in the movie, <laughs> you know? I it's love like, movies, it's, but I – It's the writers we, and, like, the people behind it that really – make it shine right and it's not like money isn't real you know like you could give no. people working other industries that much money like it's not real like they it's don't all fake and yeah. like like part of the class system right it's like okay so movies are our, like most consumed form of art and media right so movies and television so then if you make the people in those movies the richest among us and then be, make us obsessed about their culture and what they're doing then we're mm-hmm. fine with the class system then we are fine with being way down here looking up to the people up there assuming that one day we're going to be one of them like no, yeah and especially like when we see them fuck up and have like human failings it's like well right you like end up delighting in another person's like misery because of the class system. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Like I would like I would listen to anyone's drama. I would listen to the drama that happens at like a town fair tire among employees. I don't need celebrity culture. We just have like right. I feel and like we have TikTok a human is. drive to just like know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like to just like and I like there's like so many TikTok like uh, the cake gate thing, the tattoo thing, and there's like I follow like several that tattoo thing work and like I have to say that tattoo thing was the client's fault. That tattoo artist was bananas crazy, but like why would you ever give her that money, right? Maybe that's not nice because, like, if you don't know a lot about getting tattooed, maybe you you just, like, wouldn't know was unusual. Okay, I take it back. Sorry. Or if you're, like, assuming – like, she seemed, like, such a genuinely nice, like – I know. She was, like, so excited. Like, if you're assuming that no one's going to fuck you over, like – it, it that, is like naivete, sure, but like I assume everyone's attempting to fuck me over at all times. Yeah, I'm always on lookout for like who you know. Who I went like yeah. I went to get my tires replaced, and I was like, even though this is a corporation that has fixed prices, I don't trust you people because Adam was on the road, so I put Adam <laughs> on speakerphone, and I was like, "Honey, how do you feel about this price?" <laughs> and it was fine; like it was a normal price. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't like going to get anything done on the car. Like, I make it's not easy. Because, yeah, I I'll go through a car wash. I'll get gas. Love a car wash. Yeah, for sure. All right. Any thoughts? Feelings? Those are all my thoughts. I think Anna Ferris for life, guys. Gals, guys. I mean, girls, gays, and theys. Yeah, <laughs> I hate celebrity culture, but I hope. She's cool. She's chill. She got fucked over by, like, a white supremacist, essentially. I just, like, if you you don't need to make more than six figures, right? Like, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? There are people who, like, can't even have, like, a put-together house in, like, a on the streets because the cops are just going to kick them out. They can't, like, you, like, poor people can't. Ex- they're not we're not allowed to exist like i mean yeah like we're basically getting against us we're basically getting eugenics because we can't get access to affordable health care so it's like if you are have like what society deems as less earning potential you're being like weeded out through all of the systems in place to make you die you know yeah and then like yeah the the most vulnerable among us are just like being like systematically eradicated I I hate everything. And then meanwhile, like, how many cars does, like, Chris Pratt have? How many houses? How many, like, scary Christian little children is he making? I don't know. Yeah, there's, like, so many of them. He's, like, spawning. But. But anyway. Ew. Um, House Bunny's a good movie. White Chicks is a good movie. I recommend House Bunny for sure. Well, I would say... I'll watch it. I'll watch it right now, baby. We should have a watch party. That should be our bonus, like a bonus bonus, because we're so behind. It's like you and I. Do you think anyone would want to do that? Like a live, like Mystery Science Theater. (laughs) Like Mystery Science Theater. Oh my god, it's so funny. You've never seen that. What? It'll just be like us making jokes in real time, like as we watch the movie. You know. I think that's a great idea. Let's do it this week. I mean, it requires almost no effort on our part. And we're sorry we're so behind. If you care, I don't think we have any listeners, but... We have, like, four four fans. 
to you and we have each other i apologize and i'm your fan i'm your biggest fan i'm your biggest fan i love you not like in a swim fan kind of way but even if um, it wasn't a swim fan kind of way that's dedication we were just talking about um should we do swim swim fan I love Swim Fan. Okay, I'm uh, putting it up it. next. I'll, let's see. Wait, wait, swim what's his fan. name? Jesse. Not Jesse. I oh, fuck. That's not it. I'm like Ventura. Um, no, that's not it either. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff. I know what you mean. Cliff from, yeah. Okay, let's Google it. Fuck. I just, I was just looking at, okay. And you know who the um Jesse girl- Bradford. That's it. You know who the girlfriend, the little brunette girlfriend is in Swim Fan? Uh is it Sherry Appleby? Yeah, you know where she's from? I don't know, tell me. Roswell, baby. Roswell. And that show about reality TV that I keep begging you to watch because I really think you'd like it. What's it called again? Okay, we should brain. go because I'm. I gotta pee like so bad right now. My dog has to pee. I'm gonna look it up and we'll tell you off. And everyone else could just wait on pins and needles. Unreal. That's what it's called. Right. You have mentioned that, but we are still okay. on air, just to confirm. Okay, okay. well, fuck right. celebrity Bye. culture. Stay clean. Fuck. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.